How would my life change if I had the ability to pause before I acted? And from that place, make a better call on what I should be doing. What would be possible for me? Your job is to rewire your brain with the power of your own mind. That's what neuroplasticity is all about. That's what the human experience is all about. To uncover and rediscover what we are. Human beings, feeling and thinking beings. And by doing so, creating our experience from a moment-to-moment basis. Expand your consciousness into a world where mindfulness meets neuroscience. My name is Fernanda Lind, and I am your host. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode. On this show, we're going to talk about mindfulness, what mindfulness is all about, how to practice mindfulness, and what mindfulness really means. And most important of all, how mindfulness can help you achieve higher levels of performance, how it can help you be more creative, and how it can help you live your life and also your career or your business with more ease and more joy and more presence. But before we dive in, I just want to make clear that no, I am not a mindfulness expert. No, I am not a guru. And no, this is not a lecture about mindfulness. This is simply me sharing how mindfulness allowed me to radically transform my life, how I live, how I work, how I teach, how I run a business, how I achieve and accomplish things at full speed through my mindfulness practice. And I'm inviting you into a glimpse of that world. So let's dive in, friends. Mindfulness is an ancient Buddhist practice. So mindfulness can simply be described as the art of paying attention. It can be defined in many ways, but to me, the way I see it, it is simply having an awareness of our inner worlds and getting curious how our inner worlds affect how we perceive our outer worlds. Mindfulness to me is living with eyes wide open to what goes on on the inside, being willing to explore our inner working. So it's a state of mind where we are curious and open to whatever we are experiencing without judgment of how we feel about it. So it is a moment-to-moment practice of self-awareness that can be very simple in practice, but has profound implications. And to be clear, it can be a very simple practice. And I guess that's why many dismiss it as fluff or maybe not relevant to a career or business. But if you understand what it truly implies, it really alters your experience and how you show up in life very, very deeply. And the thing is, I guess, that Sometimes the answer to the big question is pretty simple. And because of that, we obviously find ourselves refusing to accept it and can be that simple, right? I know I did. I have been studying mindfulness for decades, but now looking back, 
it was all at an intellectual level, not at the level where I had had um, an insight. And it had changed my, my perception of the world we live in. The thing with mindfulness is that it can look deceivingly simple and it's so easy to ignore it. Why bother with practicing paying attention to your breath, right? It's just a seemingly pointless activity. Sitting down and breathing is for lazy people and for those that use crystals. (laughs) Yeah, we all know what that means. I used to judge the breathing crystal people so much until I joined them. And now I am so much a part of them. So I was busy. I had no time for counting breaths. I bet that your life is busy too. I bet that you are very busy, like ultra busy. And probably let's add important here too. And you have got no time for sitting down and breathing slowly. And if you're a high achiever, a high performer, you have goals to reach, you have dreams, and you want immediate results. And if you don't see results fast, you probably quit. So the feedback needs to be immediate. And here's where mindfulness comes in as a, a little pretty cool secret weapon. So if you're a professional or working as an executive or you're an entrepreneur, coach or a leader or expert in your field and you want results and you want results fast. And I get that. I was and I am wired the same way. But I want you to stay with me here because I'm going to introduce you to practicing mindfulness today so that you can get to the goal that you want so that you can achieve what you set out to do. So mindfulness is not only the art of paying attention, but it goes deeper than that. It is the art of compassion, compassion for all human beings and not wanting to do harm. Wanting to relieve others from suffering. And this to me is the most, I guess, beautiful part of practicing mindfulness. Compassion, non-judgment. And let me explain how mindfulness changed my life. And and hopefully it will inspire you to incorporate it in your life as well. So before mindfulness, I was always and constantly reacting I was reacting to something a coworker said. I get impatient and frustrated and would point them towards the fact that they were wrong. I had zero patience for what I perceived were stupid questions. And I would think fast and just ahead of everyone else and believed that if we could just cut the crap, if we could just work harder and faster, then we'd hit all our revenue goals. So... This resulted in me feeling angry towards coworkers that I felt were slacking. This result resulted in me um, feeling resentful, resentful that I worked too hard and not everyone was on board with my speed. But the most interesting part was that I was arguing with life and work, and it resulted in me underperforming. Pretty shocking. Reacting to life 
the way I did was clouding my thinking. So I was stuck in ruminating, I was stuck in overthinking, and my mind being all revved up blocked my creative thinking. It blocked me from accessing parts of my mind that would have been essential to my performance. So underperforming, the opposite of what I wanted. I knew I had way more capacity, but I could not transcend my own limitations. And it you listening right now, you might relate to this too. Maybe you're hustling, you're pushing, you're working and running at full speed, but you keep bumping into frustration and getting maybe angry with others or irritated with others. Obviously, this has consequences. Personally, it would spill out into my private life. Obviously, I was frustrated with my kids, with my husband. I remember (laughs) yelling at my kids, can everyone just get dressed a little faster so we don't waste all the Saturday morning standing in the hallway? Just hurry up. And of course, that would make matters worse. Asking a three-year-old to please hurry up with those unicorn shoes, uh, not a good idea. But then mindfulness happened in my life. I was introduced to mindfulness, I think, over 20 years ago. I went to a mindfulness retreat, and and in the beginning of the the practices, um, of the meditation practices, I remember falling asleep. (laughs) All the mindfulness talk, or what I understood from it, was about relaxing or simply being in the moment and Whatever that meant to me was probably not what mindfulness was trying to point towards or the Buddhists were trying to point towards. We also practice being present to smelling and tasting a raisin. Never going to forget that one. So that was one of the exercises we did. And I thought it was fluff and all kinds of stupid. I totally didn't get it. Smelling and tasting, erasing and noticing and yeah, no, next. (laughs) And then I remember we had to lay down. We had to lay down and feel our bodies and feel different parts of our bodies. And nope, still stupid and boring. I remember thinking, (laughs) can someone please get me out of here? Exit, abort. So mindfulness to me was the most tedious and nagging little activity. And through the years, I kept studying, though, here and there and and researching it and trying different things around mindfulness and meditation and yoga. And as a dancer, um, being exposed to yoga and, and meditation is, I think, a lot of part of the practice when it comes to being present to your body. But it took me over 20 years to discover that mindfulness was in fact something way more. That mindfulness was in fact very profound. So I had not been aware of it. I had not understood it deeply. A few years ago, I started um, fiddling with my meditation practice and creating my own mindfulness practices. And one day I noticed that I felt different. I noticed that I was not reacting to people in the same way that I used to. 
I noticed that I actually started pausing, that I was actually operating from what I later understood was a place of more of non-judgment. And very interesting. I remember a feeling of knowing that something had shifted, but I wasn't sure of what it was. And then I saw it one day. I saw that it was the power of the pause. I, I could see that. My brain and my level of awareness had shifted. And I, for the first time, I could feel that I was actually conscious. And I totally realized that I'm probably very late to the party here. And, and as the Buddhist teachers had been talking about for ages. <laughs> but I, in that moment, I had that insight. I felt that I had the power to actually pause. I noticed that practicing the art of paying attention, mindfulness, even for a few minutes a day, has huge implications. And I totally believe that mindfulness should come with a warning text and a disclaimer. (laughs) Side effects of practicing mindfulness. You might suffer from time distortion and you might find yourself in a place where you're pausing before doing or saying stupid crap. Who knew (laughs) that by training your brain through practicing an ancient Buddhist breathing technique, you will acquire a cool little superpower. Hmm. So having the ability to pause before reacting to a situation, before answering with hurt, before sending, hitting send on an angry email, yeah, changes everything. It changes not only your own mental state, But it changes how we do work, how we do relationships, how we do parenting, how we do work, business, love. Just think about the implications if the whole world practice mindfulness. And this gets serious pretty quickly. Really, if everyone would pause before they reacted, this world would be a very different place. And this can easily become a very political conversation too. But yes, spirituality and politics do go hand in hand, in my opinion. So pausing, the ability to check in before you check out, the ability to step into a place of non-judgment towards yourself and others, and by doing so, acting with compassion. Compassion instead of fear. Compassion instead of anger. Compassion instead of judgment. This has profound implications. But if we just step back to you, my listener... What if you had the ability to hesitate even for a tiny second before you react, before you say something, before you grab that bag of Doritos, before you hit send on that email, before you tweet a hurtful tweet, or before you troll someone's social media with your victimhood? What do you think would happen? How would your life and your well-being change if you had the power to pause? So let me invite you into pausing this audio right here and right now and to sit with this question. How would my life change if I had the ability to pause before I acted and from that place make a better call on what I should be doing? What would be possible for me? So think about that. Take a moment and let that question sink in.
endless possibilities open up the moment we pause. Because from what seemed like the only response to a situation might now show you that there are actually endless, infinite possibilities. With just one second, you might create a radically different outcome for yourself. Powerful, right? And if you do it once, then maybe you will be able to expand that second to two seconds next time. Sit with that. Two full seconds to pause before you react in a way that will sabotage you, that will maybe sabotage your health, your career, your business, or your relationships. Yeah, pretty mind-blowing, right? Mindfulness can do that to you. So let's talk about the power of the pause, which is mindfulness in action, pausing to pay attention on purpose, with intention, with non-judgment to what we experience and what we see, openly bringing in more wisdom and clarity to the situation, pausing to notice, pausing to getting curious, pausing to be with whatever arises. So let me invite you into bringing a small dose of mindfulness into your life. Let me invite you to open up the space within and to see for yourself if what you find there is a place that you would like to hang out in more often. I love hanging out with myself and my inner world. In the past, I didn't. My life mission was to escape being with myself, and I was really good at it. And today, I experience so much peace and joy from hanging out with my own inner world and that is available to you too. So how can I live more mindfully, you might be asking. Well, you want to know how you can incorporate mindfulness into your everyday life without having to sit down for a full practice? You can start with the basics and make it very simple by just taking one deep breath before you speak. Ha, huh, I know, <laughs> mind-blowing. But seriously... Before you open your mouth to say the first thing that comes to mind, take a deep breath. Just one breath, that's it. Then notice if something changes within you. Get curious if there's anything else that can be said or if it can be said in a different way. Notice if you suddenly find yourself responding instead of reacting. Maybe a gentler response comes out. Maybe a wiser and kinder answer comes out of you. Maybe a way better idea emerges. Maybe just silence. Because you realize that silence was the best answer. One breath is all it takes to change your relationships, your job, your business, your parenting, your life. One breath, that's all it takes. The power of the pause is like the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but seriously, friends pausing is going to change you. Just take one deep breath when you feel like giving up. Take one breath when you want to lash out. Take one breath when you feel joy to savor it. Take one breath before you criticize yourself or someone else. Take one deep breath before you eat that donut. Take one deep breath whenever you're not feeling at peace, when you're feeling scared, terrified, one deep breath can bring you back to safety, to your inner peace, to mental well-being, to life. 
At any moment during the day, you can take one deep breath and tap into that well-being, tapping into peace. Because your capacity for happiness comes from the inside. And it is available to you right here and right now. One breath away. That's all it takes. So back to mindfulness. When we pay attention, we can pause. We can take that one breath. We can be present to what we have in front of ourselves. Mindfulness offers us a powerful way to get unstuck, to get unstuck from old mental habits, unstuck from old patterns of behaviors, unstuck from fears, from doubts. Mindfulness really offers us a way to choose how we want to use our attention, how we want to redirect our focus, and by doing so, creating new experiences and results for ourselves. When we are highly aware, we become free. And freedom in a big sense. We learn and we understand that we had a choice to redirect our attention, to create a new way of being in this world. Living more consciously, simply that. And again, very simple, but not always easy. So friends, I hope that this episode gave you a glimpse of mindfulness and what it is and how it can benefit your life, your career, your work, your actions and your results. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And wherever you are in the world, I wish you a beautiful day or evening. Bye, friends. You have been listening to the Wired to Win podcast with me, Fernanda Lind. For more episodes, show notes, links, and ways to subscribe to the show, go to fernandalind.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go to get your podcasts to help others find the show.